live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York on Thursday, October 12th, 2023. I'm Gianna Volpe. Eyes red with tears, arms wrapped tightly around one another, a steady flow of hundreds filed into the Jewish center of the Hamptons last night for a rally in solidarity with Israel that comforted broken hearts with prayers and psalms. Lisa Finn reporting on Patch.com that at the rally, young and old alike, even infants in strollers gathered as rabbis from across the East End joined together to send a message of hope even in the darkest of times, as they have for generations facing the weight of oppression and the most violent of foes. They joined hands and hearts in prayer, song, and a steadfast faith that has long been a beacon of hope and strength. Rabbi Josh Franklin of the Jewish Center of the Hamptons led the ceremony with an introduction, and cantor Deborah Stein, rabbi of the center, also led prayers. Rabbi Dan Geffen of Temple Adas Israel of Sag Harbor, Long Island's oldest synagogue, spoke of hope. He discussed the song Lu Yehai, or Let It Be, an anthem for soldiers in past years. Quote, hope isn't always what we think it is. He said it's not a blind wish, but rather a seed planted in hearts that reminds us we are not alone in our grief or in our wishes for a different reality. He urged those present to sing with your heart and let us shed tears of hope. In other news, New York's tax haul from sports betting is skyrocketing, far outstripping projections according to a new report issued yesterday. But there is fallout while sports betting is growing. Gambling-related calls to the state's addiction hotline are way up and in-person sports bettings at upstate casinos are way down. Those are the top takeaways in a gambling report released by New York State Comptroller Thomas P. DiNapoli Wednesday. Yancey Roy reporting on Newsday.com that all told the state collected about $4.8 billion in tax revenues for fiscal year 2022-23, which ended March 31st from all forms of gambling combined, the report found. The lottery at roughly $2.7 billion still accounts for more than half of the revenue, though its growth has been relatively flat for the last decade. Video slot machines installed at some horse racing tracks and venues, such as Jake's 58 Casino in Islandia, account for the second largest source of revenue at just about a billion dollars. But that source, too, has grown relatively little over the last decade. The big jump has been in mobile sports betting, called mobile because it can be done online and not in person at a casino. The comptroller said the state collected $727 million in tax revenue related to mobile sports betting during the 22-23 fiscal year, more than double the $361 million it collected the year before. That is also more than double lawmakers' estimates, uh, estimates when they included gambling revenue in the state budget. Part of the growth is attributable to New York's tax rate on mobile sports betting, gross revenue, which at 51% is tied with Rhode Island and New Hampshire for highest in the nation. DiNapoli said growth is expected to level out in the current fiscal year, though it's still expected to rise 7% annually for the next four years. Looking at the digisphere, new legislation aimed uh, aims to help keep children and teenagers from being subjected to a barrage of unwanted and potentially harmful, addictive social media messages and videos. Michael Gormley reporting on Newsday.com that one bill introduced in the New York State Legislature yesterday would restrict the sending of unwanted content to youths that include negative messages about anxiety-provoking concerns and encourage self-harm and violence, acts sometimes called doom-scrolling. The proposal's supporters say a second bill introduced in the state ledge on Wednesday would prohibit online platforms from sharing or selling the personal data they collect for advertising purposes about users under 18 that can be used to send youths unsolicited content, such as video links. Both bills allow exceptions through verified 
parental consent, youths would still be able to view content from friends and sites they follow or generally popular content. The bills, which propose fighting social media companies $5,000 for each offense or a reaction to spikes in depression, self-poisoning, and suicide among youths, messages that can make teens and younger children overly focused on their appearance. Governor Kathy Hochul saying our children are in crisis and it's up to us to save them. Meta, which operates Instagram and the platform formerly called Facebook, said it will evaluate proposed legislation and work with policymakers on developing simple, easy solutions for parents on these important industry-wide issues. Quote, content that encourages suicide, self-injury, eating disorders, or things like bullying and harassment break our rules and we remove that content when we find it, Meta stated. We continue to improve the technology we use to detect and remove this type of content. And finally, addressing 21st century quality of life issues challenging development across the North Fork, the Greenport Village Board has now closed a series of public hearings on a broad series of zoning changes proposed for the village's downtown after taking additional comment Tuesday evening. Beth Young of East End Beacon reporting that the board also voted unanimously to approve a negative declaration under the SECRA, stating the proposed changes will not have a significant environmental impact. The Greenport Village Board is scheduled uh, next to meet at a work session on October 19th, just as a six-month moratorium on development in those downtown zoning districts is expected to expire. The village of Greenport was established in 1838. Reading the weather in East Hampton in honor of John McCaffrey, joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the Playwrights Theater of East Hampton, presenting a concert staging of a milonga for Gabrielle Isaacs at LTV Studios, looking like patchy fog before 10 a.m., otherwise a sunny Thursday in East Hampton with a high near 67 degrees, light and variable wind, becoming southwest 5 to 8 miles per hour in the afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 49 degrees, west wind 6 to 9 miles per hour, becoming north after midnight. Right now, it's 57 degrees, and I was preparing a gift edition for you this morning it was so challenging, and I don't know, it just, it didn't feel right. So I ended up, uh, I got a throwback for you from this day, two years ago now, I believe, uh, 2021, and I, I, I reordered the first four tracks. We'll kick it off with the Pixies. We've got Yeba, uh, James Taylor, and Miles Davis Quintet before our very own Travis McKevity. And Rory Kelly and Gene Casey. Oh, it looks like we've got a a nice Long Island uh, triple track prepared for you. Coming up in just a while, commercial free, you're listening to WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. Stop.
the door and lay down next to me But then I heard you say her name in your sleep Your dirty secrets too far gone to keep
Yabba, my mind. 2020 single leading us to the bottom of the nine o'clock hour, a little after midnight. If you're listening to the replay, and it is indeed time for our thoughtful Thursday segment, very excited to have in the studio John McCaffrey. He's one of our own, right? You're a creative. Are you still a creative writing writing instructor? I am. Oh, and here. Where is the microphone? Oh, it traveled. It traveled far away from you. Here, you can pull. You can pull it to you. Okay. Yeah, it'll it'll Hello. come. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning so, to you. So, so John brought a beautiful platter from Golden Pear. Yes. We're very spoiled here in the WLIWFM studio this morning. Okay, so you've published a book, three short story collections. Correct. I wish I had. Some of them, so we them. could talk. I'll bring them with muffins. Well, let's time. let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> okay. let's talk about your book and okay. what what got you to writing one. This is like since I'm a little person, <laughs> one day I'll write I'll write all these books. Uh-huh. I still haven't published my first one. Ooh. So how did it? How did you get there? Um, agony, tears, sadness, yes. crying, sitting in a, a lot room, a lot of cookies. Yes. Um, no, I've been <clears throat> uh, writing. Probably seriously, yeah, uh, and sillily for a long time. But right. it took this book I wrote after nine eleven. Okay, my, my first novel. It's okay. a dystopian, and I was living um, in Hoboken at the time. Oh my goodness! And I was very close. I yes. was in the city that day. The ashes were and falling upon yeah, you. Yeah, and so um, I was very, you know, uh, moved shaken and up, sad, and yes, hard, and trying to think what to do. And I came on an idea about what sort of a society. In the future, might look like that's um, utopian, like uh, all good. Utopian. Utopian, but oh. it came out the other way. Of course, in the end, in as the it end. tends to. And so, uh, it was a nine eleven inspired novel, but it's. I think it's, it, in a strange way, it's comedic. Okay. It's. I always call it nineteen eighty four meets Fight Club. Oh, uh, I love but, that. I liked it. It was called The Book of Ash, and the publishing journey was. I wrote maybe. Five drafts of it. Okay. And I couldn't get the ending right. Couldn't get the ending right. Couldn't get the ending right. And finally, uh, a person who I trusted all said, maybe you don't publish it. And it just crushed me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you don't want to finish the ending. And it was a really hard uh, thing, but I realized it was true. Because um, in writing, I've learned a lot of it is like what we think it could be. Right. And when you get it out there into the real world, it ends that. It becomes reality. And so And what others think it is. And what others think it is. And you and and that's a it, it can be whatever you think. It could be what you dream of. But it sort of shatters that sort of like wonderful fantasy bubble of I'm gonna be on Oprah and I'm gonna be on the you know Oh, okay. <clears throat> Delusions of self grandeur. Stuff yeah, like that. yeah, which is good. You need it to write. Um, anyway, it, I sent it this out. This is like it's like it's almost like a, a a positive effect of peer pressure. Yes, absolutely. That's a good way to put it. You know, yeah, yeah. good alliteration. They, too. They, a nice <clears throat> kick in the in the rear, as they say. Yeah, I don't know. So, who says that. Um, I sent it out and it got rejected. Agents. Uh, you know the usual. That's what's keeping me from writing yeah, my well, book, who wants which rejection? is. But the thing is, is it's necessary, right? Everyone yes. says, you know, failure, rejection; those are the building blocks of success. Those are yeah. that's how you get something accomplished. I think that's in this very life. well put. It's it's just it's, the way it it's is. Even it's just or what do they say? Character. Tough times don't build character; reveals it. So Ooh. I think the folks who get published, in my opinion, in the. They just stick to it. Yes. And they, so, but in my case, I got, I mean, it was uniform. It was a lot of rejection. You know, it was a lot of uh, muffins and, you know what I mean? And then finally, I went to my first draft. I love how muffins and cookies are so central. <laughs> I'm to, hungry. To so I went car- to my first draft. Would you like one no, of these? I'm beautiful- teasing. I'm teasing. Okay. I went to my first draft <clears throat> and sent that out to a uh, smaller publisher. Interesting. And that was the one they liked. Wow. And that's so that was the I first love book. that story. Yeah, thank you. And because then, it's like the it, that's like the instinct it's t- most true to what you wanted to write. Correct. Correct. And what your vision was. Correct. It's it's a it was a good lesson. How fit that's that is fantastic. Lesson. But in in a in a not to be so melodramatic, but I don't think 
I needed to write those other drafts. Huh. To get back to the original was the right one. Yeah. If that makes any sort of sense. I, I equate it to like, you know, when we Because you yeah. had to you okay, here's here's where <laughs> my here's where my mind went. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, let's say uh someone is mean to me or there's there's something like uh okay, I should probably let this go or, you know, uh, someone's going in a bat, whatever. And I always have this instinct, like I need to do mm-hmm. and say mm-hmm. everything that I can do and say to know yes. that I did yes. everything I could exactly. do and say yes, you so that it. I can sleep at <laughs> night. So yes. it's like, all right, you had to, okay, so they say when you're writing a book, Uh, you start to write a book and you have this idea about Mm -hmm. what you're going to be writing, Mm -hmm. but that the characters themselves and the story Mm. comes to life and it writes, it goes often Mm -hmm. unexpected ways, Yes, Uh, you know, and that the, you know, so it did that, but you wanted to explore all the other paths it could have. Yeah, that was well said. Well, uh, I'm just trying to understand. No, yeah, you're good. I could. You got all the symptoms of a writer. I know. I could tell. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> I it, know it. Another well, another way I analogize it is that if you ever paint a room, and I've done it every now and then, it's always like I'm going to paint. I'm going to paint the room. You're I'm a painter. Paint the room. No, oh. I'm a terrible painter. But but I'm, it with words. But here's how it goes. So like when you paint a room, you uh, tape it right. You put the tape around so you don't want to get the. Oh, if you were actually painting a room. You know, okay, yes. Anyway. Okay, and, you, you got to put down the, the painter's end, tape. So then you paint it, and then at the end you peel the tape away. Right. That's how I feel like the extra stuff yes. in life. And the other thing is when you are painting, you see every flaw. You see every flaw in the world because you're so close to it. Right. Oh, I missed that. I dropped this. And then someone walks in and goes, oh, I like the color. Right. And so I think that's how I equate a lot of creative work. Oh, he's We're getting, so close. He's to getting it. also into perfectionist territory. Yes, it's and the, and the well, creative the creative process. Yeah, we care more. An artist. Yeah, we care more. Will be like, oh gosh, I I dripped and, some turpentine in just, the corner. And most people just like the color. Yeah, look at the they look at the they the can look at thing. the big picture I like the way the more easily. Lights or I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I like their voice. Exactly. I'm super excited to read your work. Well, I'll give you everything. You're, you'll be the one. I so can't that, wait. Yeah, I love and, being the one. And, and then after, because I'll put in a plug for my current publisher, who's wonderful. The short story books is Vineleaves Press. Okay. Headed by a woman named Jessica Bell, who's uh, brilliant. And I've been very lucky to have. So I've had three books after that were if just short got stories. A, if you've got a good publisher. She is wonderful. A good publisher, yeah. a good editor. It makes a lot those of Those are. Yeah. Yeah. Really, everything. Yeah, they support you, and it makes. That's a beautiful you don't thing. Feel so, you know, you don't need muffins so much when you got good. Anyway. So, tell me about so you, uh, <clears throat> Rochester Institute of Technology. Yes. You're still teaching there. I do. I teach via Zoom. Okay, uh, and what are your classes? What, what I teach. Uh, what can I take freshman, if I were there? <laughs> you can audit anytime. Okay. I teach. Uh, I would love to. writing. Right. Freshman for freshmen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is this is general, and do you? What do you do? Do you guys cover all the genres? Yeah. To give them a little uh, bit of everything? Yeah, actually. Yeah, we're starting next week poetry um, and all that. But mostly uh, I do a lot of little assignments, building it up, building up the muscle. That's how I work. Um, And we do a little academic writing, essays and such like that. Um, But I really, it's been the last maybe 10 years I've done this. My favorite poetry (laughs) book. So I remember my favorite poetry book that I read in in learning poetry. Mm. So I, I I ran uh, the poetry club in high school, oh. right? And I ran workshops. Okay. And then I took all the poetry classes in college. But my favorite one, uh, uh, which my my teacher mm. is now in the city, and they come <laughs> out here in the summer. Uh huh. Um, and he's wonderful. But Robert Pinsky's "The Sounds of Poetry." Oh, I like, if I like that. I don't oh, know it, but I you know like what? the idea. I, if, you're, if you teach poetry, <clears throat> check that book out, okay. uh, The Sounds of Poetry. It's the best book about learning poetry that I've, that I've read. Yeah, poetry. And it's, one, I, I, I it's read, wonderful. I, I'm, I'm not a good writer of poetry, 
but I know what do you when f- I, what do you think I, is I think I think short stories are my uh real uh easy easier thing for me to write books are hard for me with I, novels I feel like I'm probably are like you, more you. Yeah. well well no I'm I I feel like if I were going to write a book hmm. I think my first one will probably be I actually started one oh. and my, I wrote I only have one of the stories and I think it's called um it's called the um what, what what do you call it when you, it's um a kimono the silk kimono oh i love that the silk kimono is a tr- based on a true story uh-huh. of a person that lived above a restaurant in riverhead oh. where i was a bartender uh-huh. and he um i think and i i'm not a doctor but i believe he was schizophrenic Ooh, and okay. he was a brilliant painter, and he inexplicably had a purple heart in his possession. And That's he fine. wore a lot of uh, different long wigs, all different colors. Mm-hmm. And I, you'd see him walking around. I still, I, I saw him. The last time I saw this person was driving to work here, and he was in Southampton. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? He actually painted the buffalo in the back of... Of tweeds, if you ever oh goodness, see, yes. if you ever see that um, mural, yeah, that's his work. And he would wear this silk kimono, and he lived upstairs. Uh-huh. And one day I was coming to work, and he was yelling about the government and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. And I was just coming in to open the restaurant, and he was looking down, and he's like, "We're not going to take it any- <laughs> anymore, are we?" And I was like, "No." Yeah. But then I went and you know you opened, book, and then I went and well, that was the ending. Is I go in and I open this, I open the Aww. restaurant, and I guess I take it, you know, like as I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working for the man and I'm, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. running the the yeah. shop. Yeah. Uh, but so that's the only story that's you, been written. It's finished. And that's yeah. Silk kimono's done. Well, you're gonna have to give it to. Me. Oh, I will. Okay. I don't know. I'll have to dig it up. But uh, what I was gonna say is prosatry, and that word, mm. it's mine. If you use it, you can use it, but just know that's where you got it. Lyrical prose, that's what I write. Brilliant. Yes. That's what I love. No, you're good. I love being here with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Here's here's more of my TMIs. Once upon a time, <laughs> a young girl in New Jersey had a crush on a Johnny McCaffrey. Oh. It wasn't you. No, of course it's not me. But no I love you. <laughs> but I love you. You're very sweet. I'm so well, I'm so, going to tell you a little about your silk kimono. Yes. That's a great name for a collection of stories. Silk, and that's it. It's yeah, the silk kimono yeah. and other stories. I stopped yelling about the government stories. a little while ago, so yeah. I, don't, I don't wear my kimono. Oh, no. You're, yeah, you t- you've hung it up. But you keep... I put mine on now yeah. and again. Well, we'll, we'll diagnose you. I, I, yes. I, Orwell's got... I'm a big Orwell fan. And Same. He's got I'm, a, I'm a big just um, dystopian novel fan. He's got Why I Write. Ooh. And he's got the four... I won't be able to get it right now, but he's got four sort of... I call them symptoms. Ooh. Of writing, and so I bet you have a, bu- there, a few of them ready. There's a good one. Okay, okay. go ahead. Okay. I'm listening. He said, um, "You have an aesthetic. You like words. Yes, love. Do you words. like words? Do you like the way I they... have the alphabet on my on my spine? So you got the first symptom. Do you oh. like the way they look? Oh, I love the way you, you got to have a little bit of OCD. You like? Oh, yes. Okay, so that's one. Like I, I, I'm very OCD. Even you have... when I write text messages. So you, you, you're, oh God, you're, you're already a, a writer. Do you have uh, something to say? Definitely. Okay. Too much. Um, <laughs> too much. He, well, I don't want to depress everyone. He gets into too about childhood. Oh. And there's a lot of a lot of people who write stories like the silk. It was absolutely my they, therapy growing up. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it, I, I used to call it a defense mechanism. Absolutely. It was it was my way. First of all. Um, in traumatic instances, mm. um, a defense mechanism I have is that my mind suppresses it. Mm. So I I often don't remember <laughs> like abuses. Yes. So I have to write them down. Well, they got to come out. Well, it, because if not, then when I go when I I go to see this person again and maybe even confront them, it's like, well, you were said something horrible to me, and they yes. said what, and I'm. If I don't have it written down, exactly. Well, I well, don't know, already, but already, I. Uh, it's I don't know. Well, I, I I can project is that I used to write stories. Well, when I was a single guy, 
I used to write a lot of stories about, I learned, let's say I was going to go out or do anything. I would write the story to see how it worked out. Got it. A relationship or all that, or a, a, or a new job or something yeah. like that. So it's sort of like Work you're- through pra- it. Yeah, you're practicing. It's like, you know, um, but I, I, well, anyway, I why did that I write? With, I did that you, with nightmares. You clearly have the- I know. You have the diagnosis. No, I know it. And you I've know, been writing um, since I was a wee thing. Yeah, keep doing it. No, oh, you know. never. I couldn't. There's a, there's um a, a Charles Bukowski poem oh, like called him. "So You Want to Be a Writer." Mm. That's my. And he talks about how one writes because they can't not, mm. and that is the kind of writer yeah. that I am. Yes, that it is but, just comes out, but sober. Oh yes. Bukowski, he was, oh, that was, he was also, drunk for thirty I mean, years. He was he, you know, that's that was but he's so he, I loved I went through a Bukowski phase. Yeah, I think yeah. you do. Yeah. As yeah. one as one does. All right. So we've yes. we've we've talked about fun, everything. Right? It's so much fun. Everything to talk. except for what we what we <laughs> must and what is going to be a very fun thing. It's on yes. Saturday, October twenty first. It's the you. inverse of today's date. So ah. you take one and two, <laughs> switch them around, and you'll be ready to go to LTV Studios, 7.30 p.m. to see a concert staging of a new comedy with music that you wrote along with... Mark Singer. Okay, and nice who you met... We are playing basketball. We used to... I, I met him... In when you the... were in college? No, no, oh. no, 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 not maybe about... Fifteen years ago, or a little less. I, I I I lived in the city forever. Okay, right outside the city and all that. And, right. Um, we moved out here full time about a year and a half ago, two years ago. But when you I, and Mark? No, no, no. My my wife and I. You Grace, and your we, you and we live you with my Grace. mother. Uh, oh. My, my, I mean, listen. How long of, have you been married? Um, I have been married almost twenty years. Okay, so yeah. uh, just to. This has been a very unhinged interview. So <laughs> tell me the story. No, it's my fault. No, 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 I, no, no. I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place, and I felt safe with you. You're a creative oh, writer. You're very sweet. Thank so we you. opened up. Um, how did you and Grace meet? Oh, that's nice. Um, we met at a club called Typhoon in the city. Okay. Um, it was a Nonprofit. My wife is from Taiwan originally. Okay. And now she's, of course, she's been here for a while, and she lived in the city. And a friend of mine invited me. It was sort of, um, I'd like to say, like an Asian gaming night. It was like a charity event where they had all kinds of uh, board games and slot. I don't know. It was cool. Like, it was for charity. Anyway, I met her, and I liked her a lot. And I don't think she liked me right away. But then you we put got, in the work. Yeah, yeah, we put in the work, and uh, it's been very, very fortunate. Beautiful I, life. I'm really lucky. She's a wonderful woman. And our journey. We lived in Hoboken for years, and we lived in Westchester. I always worked in the city. Okay. And about three years ago, or four, my father, who was from Wayne Scott, oh, passed wow. away. So sorry. Passed away in Rochester. That's where I grew up, and he lived. We would come out here a lot, and. After that, my mother was alone. My sister's upstate, but my mom wanted to move out here. Uh, we've always had a house out here, and so um, what a beautiful we, place to come. And we decided that it was with COVID, things had changed, everything, jobs had shifted, and all that, so we could do it. So we sold our house and we moved out here to be with her. One of and, the one of the beautiful people that have joined yeah. us because of a very not yes. beautiful thing that yeah. we all. So through. so that's sort of that, but with, back with Mark. Yes. So when I was in the city and working and all that, um, I got invited to a to join a basketball game in the city at a really strange place called the Lone Star Boat Club. It was right next to the Ed Sullivan Theater. It was the craziest gym, whatever. There was all these. I wish Mark was here because he could do it justice. But there's all these explain. old actors and weird kind of people playing. Cool. And um, so sounds like my kind of place. So I did the game, and I, I I met a few guys. A friend of mine who's actually I do a lot of other projects with uh, Jack Quantley, who was an actor, great guy. Um, Chris Noth, we met him. Wow. Played with him, other people, and Mark. And Mark was really a fun guy. So after I got to play a little while, I said the dreaded. Because these were all creative people. I said the dreaded three words. You know I write. You know I write. Yeah, Four words. 
and Mark. Unless it's and, it's uh, like Jersey, New York. It's why apostrophe. Yeah, it's just a terrible thing to tell people. You so know. you know what I mean. It's just like it's like an affliction. They tense up and they're yeah, they're, they're like oh they're, god no you they're know, bracing for the manuscript. Would you like to read my yes. yeah you know but um, it was received very well and Mark uh, and Jack and these other people they really um, encouraged me to give them and we started. Um, taking my short stories and making them to the, to the stage. Oh, And we did cool. a lot. We did a lot. That and, is so fun. Uh, Jack and I did something with a really a story I love that out at Guildhall nice. a few years ago called Scrooge and Psychotherapy, the relapse. Nice. Jack and I don't believe Scrooge would stay. Oh, probably not. We, we think he would revert back Although to miserism. Could, it's so funny because A Christmas Carol is basically... Oh, Scrooge and psychotherapy. Yeah. Another day you bring, <laughs> you know, he's bring Jack exercising back. all the. It's yeah. such a good, good. I love that we wrote this play. Basically, Scrooge wakes up three days later and says, "What the hell?" Yeah. And so they send him back. Freud, uh, three new ghosts: Freud, Darwin, and Karl Marx. Oh, to kind of nice. anyway. So Mark, that's so, fun. It is fun. So Mark has been uh, really good. He's he's very, um, he's got a lot of integrity. He's talented. He's a good vocalist. He can write. He can do that. That's important so done, for and he, what you and he's ju- a good for, actor. For what? For what's going to be coming? And he's a good actor. So based on that, um, so is he? He's going to be in in this, could, and he could shoot a good jump shot. Too. Is he going to be? No, in... he's he's okay. just helping out and all that. But uh, that's where I met him on the basketball court, and then from there we started doing things. And maybe about four years ago, I think, or a little less, we wrote this together. So is this yeah. a, is this a one act? How would you describe? Well, I think it's a full. Play. It's a full, it's a full, full production. Um, Two acts? I, Is there an intermission? See, I'm so terrible with theater. Okay. I, I don't know exactly yet. We have a good director and all that. I don't know if there's intermission. And then, but uh, of course, J- Josh play. Gladstone is producing? He is. He's fantastic. Yeah, he is. And he's the one. And, and the whole team at LTV is Yeah, I'm really excited. Top notch. Beautiful place. Yes. The studio's gorgeous. I've yeah. been to a few of the, the series uh, this summer. And... Um, yeah, Great. Josh is really um, supportive and yeah. he's cl- creative and he's, so creative. he's got a lot of energy. So yes. I feel very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And he was the one at Guildhall who gave Scrooge, Oh, of course. He was, at, he was at a Guildhall. Yeah, he gave Scrooge when you were there. Uh, life. So he's giving, he's giving them a longa life too yes. now. Yeah. Okay, so, it's, so tell us. I'm a longa for Gabriel Isaacs. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the story. Okay. And then uh, we'll touch on... on the musicians, and then we gotta go because we've been okay. we've been yapping. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No. So, um, Not, no apologies. The story, you know, in some, it is just it's about a newly divorced man, Gabriel, who's having trouble getting back into dating. Mm. And like, he does want to have love, but he had a really rough divorce, and he has a friend, Terry, who invites him to a malanga, which is sort of a, a tango dance party, mix lessons and all that. And when he goes there, he meets a, a woman. He's very intrigued, but he still can't take that next step, to use the pun. Right. They dance together. He's not very good and all that. And it takes him a little while to find his footing. And the parallel is in a malanga, um, usually you dance with someone four times. And in Argentina, they do this all the time. They, they don't go out for drinks. They go out to dance. And if you someone comes up and, da- and says, hey, I'd like to dance with you, it's usually four times. It's sort of a d- commitment. In one night? Or is this in one, like... In or one, is this... The, the songs come in in like sort of fours. Oh. And so I have a little OCD, so that was like... I, my, my, you like... My the... spidey sense went crazy. And also it's, it's so cool because it it's cool. like you can develop you can. the relationship. Exactly. You can develop... Yes. Uh, there's so much to do. Yeah, it's sort of anti you know, and like distinction of our society. can be like, distinction can be made. Yeah, you have because I think the idea is like it takes a little time to see if you you got the rhythm together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, it's a little dedication. So I use that as sort of the spine. Like, Mark and I. It's like birds. Yeah, like when birds do the mating yes. rituals. Yes. Yes. You know, <laughs> like right. the, the the men dance for yeah, the women. Yeah, they take a little time. They Usually. take a little time. Yeah. So Mark and I use that as a spine to like Gabriel. It takes Gabriel sort of four times with. Uh, his love interest Lauren to get it right. So that's I the thing. love this. But uh, the 
one of the primary reasons I did take tango lessons with my wife. Oh, with, I love with this. With the woman who's performing. She's Sandra. is amazing. And, That's so and, cool. I love how full circle it and, all and, is for you personally. I know we're going to run it. But the, no, the thing about okay. tango for myself particularly, I saw it as really good for relationships. It really good because it's sort of like I had a, the male, you know, for whatever, Petra is the lead. Huh. And it, but it, but you lead in with compassion. You lead with like, it's, I, I'm, I probably want to articulate it right. And, and, but in the, in em- the person. Empathetically or like, uh, you lead, no. So, you, you, it's not like, a, it's not a domination lead. It's more like I'm leading to care for my partner because huh. they need right. to like, and they're, it's a very proactive other part. Like they're actually the, you know, the, the lead with love. And the other one is like, it's very proactive. The, um, I don't want to say it's not woman, I'm it's other, not I'm it's partner. not I'm above you. Yeah. It's that I am on the same plane but right. I'm, you know, well, you gotta I'm that, showing you. You got to take that step. Uh. And so it, and then the woman ballroom it, dancing it, in it, general exactly. is 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 right. phenomenal. Oh, it's, no, it's, uh, I I yeah. recommend it to anyone yeah. who hasn't taken exactly. lessons. Yeah. And my wife's a really good dancer, I'm not. So she's got to accept it and move. And it was really funny and at the end of the class my her feet would be scuff marked all over the place. But Sandra was really good. And I saw, I wanted to somehow incorporate tango into like relationships. And then I saw Sandra and her husband, Oscar, who's the band leader in the in our play, because it's live music, right. at the Southampton Arts Center. They at the Arts per- Center? Yes. They, right down the road? Yes. They did a performance where she danced and he played. And... It was there when the whole was thing it, came. Was it Hampton's Jazz Festival? No, I no, think it was, was just it? A, a, a... Just a performance that they did. And when I saw them and I saw how everyone reacted, I said, I, I want to get this onto a stage. Because I, I kind of wanted to borrow from their uh, fire, yes. per se. So the challenge, I think, for Mark and I was how do you... I like your synthesis of well, all of these different sweet. elements. Thank you. Uh, not only uh, well, the story, Later on, but I have no synthesis. But as the but but with the people as well. Yeah. So they're really one. So we're very lucky. Sandra and her dance partner Walter, and are going to be the, so they're in the play. They dance because that's part of the malanga that they you know that's when they first see. She, so people come, they're going to see really top flight tango. And Oscar, who plays, uh, Oscar Feldman plays in Sag Harbor a lot in the jazz. I've heard his name he's, for sure. He play, he's so good. I think I've played him too. He, does he so, have a trio? Yes. Yes, okay. He's so good. So he's acting in the play and he's playing with the band. So we have three pieces. So it's a pretty good night. So even oh, this if you is going to be fantastic. How do I say this? Even if you don't like the script, you get good dancing. Oh, it's going to be great, uh, guys. So I think, it's a, I think it's a fun thing. So uh so ltveh.org, I imagine, yeah, to get your tickets. I, yes. I think Malanga. If you put Malanga, LTV, it'll come up yeah. and all that. But yeah, um, the, that's their website. is ltveh.org. there's a little Q&A after. And oh, there's cool. a little reception after. There's wine. And, I love this. Um, and we'll give away kimonos for you. <laughs> Please do. Well, that I one. hope you come. I hope, I hope bring so. People. We'll, yeah. I, I, hope to, I hope to be there. Yes. I've been having a little. I've been. I've been. I because I'm baking a little baby, and it's oh, been. And it's congratulations. been. Congratulations. I've been uh, a little elusive. Well, but I understand I, that. But even if I'm not there in person, I'll be there, there in go. spirit. You're I'll be doing, doing a nice thing I'll today. I'll be. I'll be doing tango. Yes. In my living room. And writing. But and and always writing. Mm-hmm. I hope you are too out there. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was John McCaffrey. Thank you so much. Uh, LTVEH.org. Uh, a Malanga for Gabriel Isaacs is going to be on Saturday, October 21st at 7.30 p.m. right in East Hampton. I'm hopping over James Taylor. I'm going to lead you into the NPR news break with a little uh, Miles Davis quintet. It never entered my mind here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love on 88.3 FM throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, streaming online at WLIW.org slash radio.